Welcome to the Everything is Influence podcast. This podcast is dedicated to help you understand why human beings do the things they do and ultimately how you can work with human psychology to influence change and get people to do what you want them to. Whether this is your clients, your prospects, your kids, your spouse, or anyone you come into contact with, this show will give you the tools of influence so that you can become more, unlock your true potential, and serve even more powerfully than you already do. My name is Eli Wild. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everybody. Today we have another episode of the Everything is Influence podcast, where every episode we dig into the four levels of influence, ultimately what drives a human being, what is it inside of you that creates influence over yourself, your values, your standards, your discipline, your rules, how you live your own life, and then level two influence, how do you transfer that to other people around you? Level three influence, how do you do that at scale, one to many influence, and level four influence, the highest level of influence, when you're able to influence when you're not even there, you've distilled your values into people in process that had proximity to you through your courses, through your programs, through your products, through your services. And it's with great pleasure today that I get to uh, introduce you to one of my heroes. I remember being in my teens working out and there was this dude on the cover of like every fitness magazine, a handsome mofo. And all my friends were like, who's this guy? And they like, well, he must not be able to move. But no, he's like, uh, you know, Taekwondo master. Then he's like on all these shows and he's fast. And, and, and eventually I moved to California and I got to meet this man and work out with him. And he's just become a friend. And so uh, without any further ado, it's, it's my extreme pleasure to introduce you to an icon a living legend, uh, Mr. Mike O'Hearn. How are you, sir? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Man, I am excited about today because you're going into a level of discussion that I have never been able to go into outside of that small tier of my dad or conversations with leaders. Um, this is something I think that is, first off, good for you. Good for you on doing this and choosing this and, and, and coming up with this because I think this is so much more beneficial, especially in my world where we mm -hmm. workouts and nutrition, but it's so much bigger than that if you can find the root of it. So I'm just, I'm excited about today. And awesome. I know you and we're yeah. friends and, 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 <laughs> and I, I know how um, in depth you are as an individual uh, and how much you care. So it, it's, again, my privilege to be here today. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Well, for all our listeners, we, we kind of, uh, if you could let us know wanna, what you're up to in the world today and like kind of what's going on, and then we're going to reverse engineer that process, kind of how you came up and what created, because um, I know you've got a son now who's, who's big, and I'm curious, like, were you that big <laughs> as a boy and all that? So, but, but let us know, what, what are you up to now? Like, what does your life look like, your business? Kind of give us a snapshot of, of who's Michael Hearn in the world. Sure. Um, I'll give a scenario for the, the, the viewers and listeners that don't know who I am. I'm a, a four-time Mr. Universe, a California powerlifting champion, a judo champion. Um, I uh, started competing by the age of 13 and 14. By 17, I was in the magazines. So I started very young in this uh, health and fitness world. Um, and by 
20 years old, I was on the covers of the magazines. And as of today, have the most covers of any cover stories, which I love. It's not just cover, cover stories. So the, the knowledge of it um, in the world next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so um, I've been in this for a long time. I've been training for 45 years and I love it. And uh, uh, that kind of catches up to speed from bodybuilding and powerlifting and martial arts. I, I, I locked down TV shows like the original gladiators and then mm-hmm. brought me back for the new version of gladiators and battle dome and guest spots on soap operas and TV shows. And, and we just finished up six movies this last year during a six movies. Amazing. Wow. My career keeps moving forward and stuff, but um, I never lose the root of my foundation of health and fitness and longevity. And so we're proud to announce that we are now in Walmart nationwide, my own line. Walmart selling supplements. Individual person. So everything else is like companies and stuff like that. But Mike O'Hearn was asked to be in Walmart. And so that is just, uh, I love the fact that I am for the, the, uh, I guess you say the everyday people. That's what I believe in. I think everybody can be health and fitness so try to bypass what I look like or size of me. I believe in longevity for the every individual. Amazing. Yeah, it's a, you've created uh, quite a brand for yourself. And you, you were in into martial arts as well. Is that right? I was inducted in 2014 into the uh, Master's Hall of Fame for martial arts. Wow. That's, it's amazing somebody of your, your size and strength and flexibility and movement and speed. Uh, you know, did, did you ever play sports like, like hardcore oh, yeah. sports? I was all American football. Um, I did uh, wrestling and at my time in my age, um, the football wasn't the, the in-depth heart passion for me, even though I was good at it. Um, I liked putting the pressure on myself as an individual rather than. A mm-hmm. And so I knew that no matter what, if I put all the, I guess you put it, uh, all the pressure on myself, I would succeed in life relative to something else. And Amazing. So I, uh, I went from sports can I, to- can I ask uh, how old are you now? I am 54. 54? Wow. Do you still do the squat thing on your birthday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting ready for that on my birthday because now it's become such a big thing. If you don't know, I, uh, I started a-, a ceremony i guess you would say every year i squat my age with 315 and i change the weight no matter how old i get it's continuous with the age so 17 18 19 um and this year i got to do 54 reps one set no rest no resting meaning no racking the weight uh 54 reps with 315 54 reps with i thought it was 225 that's uh Ouch, ouch, and you're a friend and you hit me like that. And that, what's your body weight now? 290 pounds. 290, amazing. You know, what what did you eat today so far? Uh, So far, my girl fixed me some overnight oats, which is delicious, 50 grams of protein, 50 grams of carbohydrates. The family got a workout in this morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. Titan was in there with us. Uh, After that, I had a great little protein shake, my protein shake, and... uh, then we're jumping on here with you to talk life. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. You're still at Gold's, yeah? Still at Gold's. How, how important is it for you, the environment? You know, you, you were getting there at four in the morning 
you know, with your, your pup, you still, what time, what's your, what's your morning routine look like? What's the first thing you do when you get My up? pup is still with me. Thank okay. you. Um, so uh, my workout, I still like early. Um, I know you said something there that seems like the surroundings of Gold's Gym. And I think when I was young and 20 years old, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that, the, the, be around the very, very best. But I think as time went, uh, I dug deeper into myself to where the four o'clock in the morning, I could get up, do it myself. And it's, it's much more quiet. We don't let the music come on while I lift from four to six. That way I can be in my own head and not be distracted. And uh, I like that four to six in the morning. So I'm up at three at the gym by four, done training by six, home. Uh, seven o'clock, I'm ready to start the day. And then we're seven days a week. We love what we do. So seven o'clock until I pass out. Amazing. Is you meditate, journal, any of that in the morning, all that stuff? I, I don't journal in the morning. I journal in the afternoon. And my meditation is the weights. Mm -hmm. Time, the process, and, and, and me speaking to myself, I guess you would say. Um, somebody did a, a, a very few people do this when, when they, not very few, just not a lot of people talk about this. Um, and you can talk about this too. Meditation for a lot of people, they think it is the quiet, quiet room by themselves with nothing around or no noise and stuff. And that's, that's a lot of people meditation. I have found that I have ran into at this pinnacle level, a lot of people that find meditation in their activity they do. Yeah. If it's jujitsu, if it is, it is weightlifting, if it is running, um, those kind of things. If it's swimming, something where, if you've ever been in a, a, a tournament fight or a fight or any kind of fight, there is a muffle to the world. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing. And if you can really focus on, on being in your own head, like when I lift my training partners, I don't have them cheering for me or, you know, the grunting and noise that you see on videos and stuff. I don't let that happen. Mm -hmm. I'm quiet. I like to be in my own head and I don't really hear a lot when I'm in the set because the pressure of the weight is bearing down on you. Uh, it's a lot like fighting. It's a, you're in the fight, and it's a muffled sound. Even though you're in a, a crowd, like Michael Jordan talked about it when he was in playing basketball, he didn't hear the crowd. Mm -hmm. 20,000 people chanting your name, and he couldn't even hear that. He was so in tune into what he was doing. It was the voice in the head, dribble down here, go in here, put it up there. They're trying to stop you. Step up. Be the very best you can. That's the kind of meditation that I do. I know that was a long-winded thing. I'm sorry yes, about it. Yes, I get it. I, I thought it was so interesting that yeah. I really found that in the last few years, that, that the lifting is my meditation and sets me up to win for the day. Yeah, for me, for a lot of people, things like fly fishing. So you have, so the mind can go crazy. And so when it has something repetitive to do, it's just enough to tax the mind to have something to focus on, but it's not like doing complex math. So there's this like, this rhythm and this flow with fly fishing, or I used to get it riding a motorcycle up, you know, a PCH, really, really nice. Going for a long drive these days too, I, I find. Just talked to somebody. Yeah. They said riding their motorcycle. It was a martial artist. And I thought he would say martial arts. And he said, no, riding his bike, like you're saying. Yeah, bike or motorcycle. Because you, you know, if you're in a beautiful place, you feel the wind all over your body. You're connected to the earth. It's moving beneath your feet inches away, you know, 60, 80 miles an hour or more. <laughs> and so there's this, this connection to the earth, this this these sensations but all those begin to tune away and you're going through curves and you can feel your body move and you become really in tune with your environment it's really nice yeah weight training can do that 
you know, when you're, you're in it. I remember uh, doing sets of flies uh, by using shorter, shorter flies like that. And you looked over me one day and you're like, you're ready. I was, uh, I was pretty ripped up. Uh, and I was, I'd done like, I don't know, like 15 sets, just, just pushing through. And it's, it's an amazing feeling. Um, let's, let's reverse engineer a little bit. Okay. So you've, you know, you've come here. Um, cause one of the things that, that I'm personally interested in, I mean, just as an athlete and you're an extreme athlete with so much weight on your body, most people get injured and we all get little injuries, but you've been the longevity of your career and your body and your health. Um, you know, like, is that, that can't be by chance. Do you stretch? Like how, how do you create that? Like, what is, what are these longevity secrets? You look so young, you're so healthy and you've been so consistent without crazy injuries or breaking bones with all the weight on your body. Yeah. I guess the two things I'll say, so the, again, your viewers and my viewers understand that I guess when it comes to weightlifting, you know, you get to that stage where they say, well, you do high heavyweight or lightweight. Let me make it clear. I've never done lightweight. Yeah. Started lifting. It was heavy. And by the time I was 14, I won my first powerlifting meet. I've never gone light. Hmm. By, I guess it was 17, 18 years old. I knew then, which I'm surprised looking back. And it's so amazing looking back at these old VHS tapes. And I go, good job, kid. It's, it's an amazing to, be, to look back at my young self and go, good job. You had a right head at that time, which most of us, it's a rarity to be that focused at that age, but I knew then it's almost like I was so scared of the world and that I would have to do a nine to five job that I, I said to myself, how can I do this style of lifting? And I'm in the magazines now. How can I turn this into something that would last a lifetime? And again, at 17, 18, you know, everybody in the world, um, is telling you, well, you can't do this. You could do this mm -hmm. mid twenties to thirty, but then your career is pretty much done. Um, and I was just, I continued to try to watch and learn. I was never a question guy because I grew up with dyslexia, so mm -hmm. every question I asked was a dumb question. So I learned very young. Pay attention. Everybody tells you everything if you just pay attention mm -hmm. um, to their words and their actions. And so. At a young age, I just kept watching these individuals, the pros in front of me. What were they doing right? What were they doing wrong? Why couldn't they last longer? Who did mm -hmm. longer? And then I just tried to take that information and apply it to myself. And it, yep. it turned out to work. Mm -hmm. just, not on the muscle, but the skeleton and the connective tissue. Yep. The biggest change, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this is, sounds simple. Well, you, your, muscle, your muscles are important. Visually, you look great. So why wouldn't you focus muscles first? And I realized that with time, the muscles will be there. And if the nutrition is right, the muscle will be there. But mm -hmm. bone density or their bone skeleton itself was breaking down and the connective tissue was breaking down yeah. way before the muscle. Because you've been in the gym your whole life. And you mm -hmm. see people come in and they stop lifting, not because of the muscle, but because of the bad shoulders, the lower yeah. back, the knees, the, the injury to the shoulder, not the injury to the bicep. People come back from bicep muscle injuries, but it's mm -hmm. actual injury to the shoulder. And so I, I just carefully understood and tried to study that so much. Mm -hmm. I just studied Walsh Law a lot and Davis Law a lot, which is the science of both connective tissue and bone density.
connective tissue and bone density. Yeah, so uh, the muscles can get big, especially when guys are doing a lot of drugs. They they get big and strong really quick, and then the body can't handle it. Their joints and and all of that. And I got really big when I was young, and I still you know got some injuries from it. And so that probably went too big, too quick, you know, too heavy, just eating everything and not balancing everything. The imbalance of muscle to connective tissue. Hmm. So the connective tissue, like man strength, everybody will understand this. We all know that guy that did the hammer his whole career, you know, life construction worker. And he's got these yep. forearms that are so big and his hands are so strong and just beefy. Mm -hmm. And it's just because he kept doing it consistent every day and kept hitting it. And so his connective tissue was really strong. And what happens in the, like the bodybuilding world is that these guys just focus on the muscle. The muscle becomes too strong and that connective tissue can't keep up. Because remember, drugs only do the muscle. It doesn't do the mm -hmm. connective tissue. It does the reverse to the connective tissue. It dries it out. And so now you've got a weak connective muscle. you got the strong muscle connected to a weak tendon mm -hmm. where the damage happens. And so well, how does somebody strengthen their connective tissue then? Consistency, um, stress to the body, stress to the mind, which we're going to talk about, builds the mind. Mm -hmm. Keep asking questions or, or getting those answers and keep trying to grow the mind, but the stress to it, to learn, to learn, to learn, builds that connective tissue. Stress to the body builds the connective tissue and the, mm -hmm. and that's why you see powerlifting women in 90 years old, most 60 year old women are sitting in a chair and it's hard to get up, but I, there's 90 year old powerlifting women that are still moving and grooving and lifting. And it's a beautiful thing to see what the body is capable of. Mm -hmm. that's what I love about it. it I, I don't want to live. I don't want to survive in life. I want to strive. In mm -hmm. life. And so if I'm given 60, 70, 80 years, whatever that is, I want to be able to move and groove that whole time. That's the ultimate goal. It's not to live to 110. If you're sitting in a chair your whole life, that's not the point. So yeah, that's connective tissue. Straight connective tissue. It's, it's, like I always say, I'll take a 170, 180 pound wrestler against a 250 pound bodybuilder. Cause that wrestler has just continuously built that connective tissue, not worried about the muscle. Mm, yeah. That's why they yeah, can yeah. throw the, you know. What are your favorite supplements? Uh, glutamine is by far one of the greatest supplements I think that mm. is overlooked. Um, I am always about the recovery. You know, you, you know this, when you were 20, nobody could outwork you in the gym, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. It mattered how well you recovered for how hard you're working. Yeah. And people miss that. They, 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 they think I'll outwork everybody. Well, it doesn't matter. If you don't recover, it doesn't matter how hard you work. Mm -hmm. Glutamine is one of those things that I, uh, I take before training, after training, and then I have it in water all day long and just get mm. it. And that way the body's always trying to recover, recover, recover. Cause if you can recover, you can train. If you don't recover, then you're breaking yourself down even more. And that's not what you want. So oh. that branch chain, um, I do a non-stim pre-workout. So I don't override my receptors. I don't mm -hmm. want to ride. It's like everybody that's watching right now. I know you guys, you guys go to the coffee, right? When you're tired, and you start doing the coffee and the coffee. The one thing I wouldn't want somebody to do is if you're on the couch and you're tired, tired, I don't want you to take a product and get so jazzed up that you want to go train. 
because technically you're overriding what your body wants to do. Mm-hmm. That's why I do a non-stim. That's what we did. No stimulants, no coffee, no caffeine. No. So, so it gives you enough energy to get moving, but not override your system and doesn't hurt your receptors and doesn't cause that effect of you going in the gym going, I'm Hercules, I'll do anything. It's just mm-hmm. moving because I would rather the guy that's at 60% every day, but he gets four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. Guy that's going 100%, you know, day in, day off, day in, day off, just up and down, up and down, up and down, that whole rebound. It's not what I am a fan of, and I don't think it's longevity. Well, oh. I've seen it's not longevity. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So non-STEM, what's in this energy I'll, drink? I'll send stem? you guys a whole list of everything right here. All right. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. That's, that's amazing. So, uh, early Michael Hearn though, were you, was your father really big and active in the sports and all of that? Dad was a bodybuilder, football player. Mom was a martial artist. There's oh. of us and I was the young one. So I got to mm. see my sisters compete in powerlifting and bodybuilding martial arts. Um, I got to see my brothers doing the same thing. Um, my brother won the, Cal- uh, the Washington state powerlifting. My sister won the Washington state powerlifting. She won the uh, Seattle and the Washington bodybuilding show. So did my brother. Um, and so they all, we all competed. They always wow. say I was basically bred for this lifestyle and yeah. I a great family. But one of the questions I think you opened up the show with, if I'm correct, is what established, I guess, learning and how I became, um, Michael Hearn. Yep. Yeah instantly came from my dad who was a teacher both educated parents mm-hmm. um mom was a writer university of washington my dad um got his degree from uh seattle public uh seattle u and he became a teacher and good teacher too so i learned how they raised us and how they allowed us to lift if we wanted to because we had this two-story house and the boys were all downstairs, five boys downstairs, the five girls are upstairs. Mm-hmm. Set up the whole basement with weights and we had bunk beds. He made bunk beds for all of us. And so I was just watching my older brothers lift. And as the younger brother, I'd always lift and try to last longer than them. Yeah. But it was one of those houses where they didn't, they didn't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. They told you there's consequences to your actions. Um, you get in a fight, you go to jail, you do this you know, and so on. It's like grow, um, learn your responsibilities. We started working young. I had a paper out at nine years old, which I'm still Mm -hmm. figuring out how can I teach that discipline to my son in today's day and age? So I'm going to ask that question. Um, And I just learned at a young age that it it really comes down to you watching and doing and taking responsibility for your actions. Mm -hmm. Wow. And when did you start going into the gym? Nine years old. Nine years old, working out. Nine years old, working out hard and with a good nutrition. Hmm. Where'd you grow up? Washington, Kirkland, Washington. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Bill Gates, Michael Hearn. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That's awesome, man. So, and then you you went to school and you played played football. Yeah. Played football. um, All American. uh, Wrestled. Uh, We were great in football. They even did a thirty on thirty on. Uh, all, all the athletes in Kirkland and uh, mm-hmm. 
which was pretty amazing to see just all the kids that I grew up around. Um, but school was tough. School was really, really tough because I couldn't read and write. Hmm. And so I took to athletics tremendously. And uh, the parents were very supportive of that. Um, obviously, they're, they're, they were college pushing, but they saw that I had something else. And, and I was lucky enough to be discovered by Joe Weider. Yeah. And so by the time I was at that age to make decisions on, do I go football? Do I do this? Do What do I do? Uh, my decision was to come to California and live that health and fitness lifestyle like Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned it was tough. What's something you do when you get stressed out or what, what kind of pulls you through tough times? Uh, the foundation of uh, the schedule. No. I believe in a schedule and I believe in schedule regardless if it's up times or down times. Mm-hmm. I believe the body, those endorphins, if you can, during the down times, you don't really do the endorphins, right? You don't want to go for the run. You don't want to go for the bike ride. Um, you're stressed out about things and you stay in it, or at least for me. Mm-hmm. And so I know that I have to detach from whatever that stress or the down thing is. And I go to the gym and I train um, and that gets those endorphins going. And I stay on that foundation and I stay on this foundation of nutrition. That way I never, because food can become such a crutch. Yeah. I just stay on the nutrition that I normally do. And that stuff usually has pulled me through the worst times of my life. Like when I lost my mom, I went into a depression. Um, and I learned from losing my dad to do not rush that thing and do not try to come out of the, the sorrow or the, uh, I guess you would say the depression, the sadness of losing somebody quickly. Like, so do everybody's like, okay, they lost. Let me just get over this. Let me move on. And I did that with my dad and it was terrible because when I lost my mom, it took me even further. I think down that rabbit hole to question where I, I blamed whoever I was around for, how I felt. Um, and it was the understanding that what I was dealing with had to come from me to pull myself out of that instead of having people pull me out of it or, or, or just move past it. Like most, like, I guess in the old days, the men would always move past anything. That's like that. Uh, we're men go past it. Be able, you know, that's life. So, so, so what move on. And I didn't. And I think it was, that was the biggest changing point in my life. Fine. It's, quite, it's a lot of process. Yeah, it's, it's, of I'm not saying this is easy because I was down for a long time and it was the lifting my dog um, and mm-hmm. knowing it had to come from me in time and not rushing. I think that the not rushing thing was an amazing thing because I didn't put a time on it. And when I came out, when I came out of that depression and, and, I really stepped up the level of life for me. Mm-hmm. I think my career exploded again. And so in the health and fitness world, again, you know, people have been sick and sick of seeing me. I've been in the magazine since the eighties. Yep. But for some reason, the change, I keep changing and getting more motivated um, mm-hmm. or more life, more energy out of the fitness world. And something about which we'll talk about later about how 
you motivate people, not purposely, but by living true to your life. Mm. Let's let's explore that. How how do you do that? And so that, you know, I I there's this this quote that Tony really instilled in me over the years, and it's uh, life supports that which supports life. You do something for yourself, self confident, self respecting, taking care of yourself, supporting yourself, whatever. Um, there's it's all about you. But when you show up for others, like you might have a kid, you don't want to go to work, but you show up for work because you show up for your family. And when you show up for your family, more of you shows up. And so when you can show up for your your community or your mission, when you have a vision that's bigger than just yourself, it's like more of you shows up and you expand who you are um, by taking more responsibility for others and being this, this pillar of strength for people um, in the fitness world and, and in your life, you've, you've done that. And so what what does that look like for you, like this driving force? And so another thing I wanna explore with you, with you is this, um, and we'll kind of answer these together. Uh, the Tony world, he teaches these six human needs, similar to Maslow's hierarchy, but we have uh, like these needs for certainty, that's consistency, structure, safety, all that. But we also have kind of the opposite, this need for uncertainty of variety. With all this consistency, and you know, you're dealing with, you know, you're like a, like a machine with this. How do you find variety? Is it different workouts? Like, how do you, how do you keep things fresh when you've been so consistent so long? Because I think some people, it's like, like we're all, most people's favorite movies are dramas and things are going good. Well, they subconsciously want to mess something up, like get injured, do something dumb just so they, you know, can, can have that, that come up again. That in fitness, people always say, I've, I've lost hundred pounds, the same 10 pounds over and over again, because they just kind of do this wow. thing. And they're, yeah. they're addicted to like, there's never really breaking through going all the way up. It's like they, they hit, they hit like their success and they're like, okay, I've arrived. And then they're drinking beer, staying out late, banging, doing whatever, you know, people do and they ruin their routines. And they're like, then it gets threshold, like, oh shit, I gotta do something. They get back and it's just kind of back and forth, back and forth based on their standards. Um, do you always have a goal? Do you always like, how do you keep this fresh? How do you keep things new? How do you make sure yourself, there's something driving you um, with people, with process, with your own, your own self? Kind of what, what does that look like for you? I expect more out of myself than anybody can ask of me, hmm. first and foremost. That drives you, yep. Yeah, and I will forever be that 14-year-old kid that first time I stepped on stage, scared, hmm. not sure. Yeah against uh 19 year old kids you know it's a big difference yeah, mostly for, yeah, 14 yeah i'm just you know just starting puberty and going through this and i'm stepping on stage with these kids and i win and the feeling i had from being scared going hey i don't know if i should do this after all that work mm -hmm. there and succeeding I fight for that every single time in a new way. I, I want to be scared. I want to be not sure. Um, and I want to test it. And so when it comes mm. to goal setting or, or physique or, or age, now I've arrived in this place where nobody's ever been in the 80s and still on stage today in 2022. It's a long time. All those guys I was with back in the eighties aren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The guys I was with in the nineties aren't there anymore or two thousands aren't there. And so now I'm trying to figure out, okay, now 
let's bypass that whole health and fitness thing. What am I doing for life? What am I learning and teaching people that you can just, you don't have to be Mr. Universe, but if you exercise in a certain way, if you eat in a certain way and just stay consistent, what can you do for your lifespan? And so everything I do form wise, how can I strengthen it? And it goes further than that. How can I take somebody who has a hurt back in their forties or fifties and strengthen it up again to where they can move and, and groove again? How can I give somebody back their life? We just, we just did this transformation. A guy, he'd been with me for a while, but he, he started with me at 40 years old and he's going to turn 50. Mm-hmm. At 40, if you saw the photo and compared to what he looks like now at 50, I just gave him 30 years of life. He, he mm-hmm. better than he did in college. His bone density is so much better. His health is so much better. His heart, his body, and his mindset is such a difference. And it's like, wow, it's, it's, it's kind of cool that we just changed his whole life. And that's the kind of stuff that I, I think about when I lift and I set a goal. Let me try something different. Let me try nutrition different. Let me try training differently in different positions. And so those things are all those kind of little baby goals. But at the end of the day, it's the continuous. I love to get in there and test my ability and be in that fight and be scared and see what else I can do and how farther I can push this. Yeah, find out what you're made of. Uh, yeah, and again, I don't want nobody to tell me that I can do more. I expect mm-hmm. me the most I could possibly do. Amazing. Continue that that pattern. And I you think still, yeah. Do you go. still train people now? Like one on you do in-person training and then you do like obviously the online platform because I'm you're getting to what we call the level two influence, which is basically how do you take like who you are, your values, all that, and begin to transfer that to other human beings in a way that benefits them. Like, so that's through coaching. Is it training? What are you, what are you doing there? I have a, a, a group called the Titan crew. Mm-hmm. A Titan after me, because that was my character through, through my career and stuff, yeah. but it's Titan because they're Titans, all walks of life, all ages. And we have a, a group together and it was, it's great. I get to see people from around the world as far as Africa, Australia, Japan, all in this group, all like-minded people that just want to get healthy. Mm-hmm. So we have this and, and each week I meet with them and talk to them and set them on the right path. Um, and I think you can appreciate this is that everybody in the Titan crew, there's a huge difference between an individual that just wants information, the asker, you know, yep. and, I explain this even better than I can, but there's my, my buddy. We used to call them uh, ask ask holes. Ask holes. There's just a hole of just asking. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're gonna go on Instagram and say, "Hey, what's the best protein to take?" Well, I, I know nothing about you, dude. It's like, where's that sweat equity? Where's where's your commitment to really wanting to learn? And what's great is that my dad was a school teacher, but at the same time, his principles on how he taught ten kids stayed with me and it stayed with me because I, and I did not like it as a kid because it was tough love, but I understood it by the time I was 17, 18, I understood his teaching methods, mm-hmm. which I don't think he realized he set me up to win because of the way he taught. I wanted things handed to me because I didn't, couldn't read well. Uh, uh, I couldn't write well. And so if I was doing homework and I needed a question answered, Hey dad, what's this? 
Can't tell you. Then you'll know as much as me. And that stayed with me for a long time. It's like, well, you could just tell me the answer. It'd be easier. I'd never remember that answer. Mm. I would never remember unless I studied it and understand really what's going on and use it as in, in, in everyday life that then will stay with me forever. And he could have sugarcoated and said, here, son, let me just help you with your homework and guide you through this. I know this stuff backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. Worst thing for me. Yeah. And so in the Titan crew, the greatest thing about it is that there's a sweat equity. The Titan crew is free. It's free to everybody. Wow. As long as you're uh, subscribed to the training and nutrition, that's all you got to do. And it's nothing. It's very inexpensive. Seven dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's like these guys can get in there, but they got to make a commitment so they know that I know they're doing the work. Yeah. That little bit of sweat equity, I guess you would call it, them going, okay, I'm going to sign up. I'm really going to do this. And they're in there. And then we discuss training and nutrition. And I fine tune whatever they're doing after I laid it out for them. Mm-hmm. Go. And they understand it. And they understand because they're doing the work. And you understand. Awesome. Because yeah. the programs that you put together, anything that you guys put together, it doesn't work unless they're doing their homework. Unless they're do it. Yeah. what you teach them. And that's the great thing about Titan Crew. These people are doing it and they're learning it and they're applying it. And then they come back and go, I now see. I now understand. And now they'll never forget it. Yeah, that's one of the big things about creating lasting change is this, this concept of proximity of ecological change, meaning that you shift your environment and part of your environment are the people and the process or community of like-minded individuals on the same, same path. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit in yeah. respect of your time. Um, you know, you've obviously done well in business as well, you, you know, in Walmart, all that. There's so few people, obviously Arnold has done pretty well in business. He's done, you know, he, he used to own a significant portion of uh, Santa Monica's office was right, right there, you know, just down, uh, you know, right, right by the gym and, and see him around every once in a while. Um, amazing to see what he's done. I, I kind of early on, you know, I, as an actor, then I, you know, went back with Tony back and forth. And when I came back into acting, I modeled my career after a guy that was born uh, really close to me, same year. I think we were born like four or five days apart, uh, Greg Plitt, who I saw what he was doing and he passed away a few years ago, of course. Um, but he had, he was one of the first people I saw taking like training platforms and coaching, but he, he built a multi-million dollar business with, you know, before anybody, it was like a $10 a month subscription thing for fitness and, you know, these motivational videos. So it was really cool to see, to see somebody in fitness doing it. And you've been able to monetize as well, like with the internet, um, social media, you've got, how many people follow you on Instagram? A total of all social media together, 6 million. 6 million. Do you manage that? Or you have a team manage that? I got my team here. Yeah. <laughs> My team. Okay. Yeah, it's because it's quite a bit. We're just just starting it. Obviously, got this podcast now, and I've, I never, you know, even Tony ten years ago. I mean, really minimal marketing. Now he's like everywhere, and they spend they spend a lot of money. So you know, we got to get eyeballs. Got to have like penetrate the market. Got to be unique. Um, got to have that X factor. Otherwise, we're just you know copying pasting other people's stuff. But echoes. You, you know, what's that? Just echoes. We see so yep. many so many echoes of people. They're just copying somebody else that said it. Yeah. 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 In the fitness world, you've been really successful in business with all that you're doing. What do you think has set you apart? Uh, well, to jump back, most of my uh, success has been 
understanding um, investment um, yep. and security. So with weightlifting, if you do it correctly, you can get a great foundation. And if you have set up nutrition and, and your training, you get a good foundation. You get to keep that for a lifetime. So most people go, well, this is great. Um, how'd you get in shape at 50? Well, yeah, I got in shape when I was 14 and just never got out of shape. So mm -hmm. foundation that I just kind of slowly packed on and watching. And I had good guru, gurus around me. I guess I don't know what you call them gurus or coaches, but Arnold and Joe Weider were some of the biggest guys that, you know, would talk to me. And so I did real estate when I first got to California and put my money away into something else. Yeah. And so I've been able to be safe in my environment because I did a good foundation. And then I mm -hmm. left alone and health and fitness will forever be my, my personal enjoyment. But now I can also be safe with just going, let me help people. Let me give this information away now because it doesn't mean no good at this point. So mm -hmm. that's why I think because I'm giving it away and I want to give it away instead of going, Hey, I need the money. I need the money to money. I don't need the money from coaching. I don't need the money from uh, the Titan crew. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine over here. And I took care of that. Now I get to enjoy this. And I think something else that's that whole aspect of, and I know you guys agree with this. Once you change, which when I came out of uh, losing my, uh, mom and dad, I got involved in charity mm -hmm. and that changes you. And I know people go, Oh no, it doesn't change you. You're just going out to give something. If you do it for the right reasons, charity changes you as an individual and you appreciate so much more what you're doing um, in a way of giving. And so the Titan crew is about giving. And I think that's honestly why it's successful because I want to give this information away. I want them to succeed. I want to enjoy their success. Yeah. So I think when it comes to the fitness world, there's, it's such a, could be a self-centered uh, individual going, I want to be Mr. Whatever show. And, and I want to be great. And I want everybody to appraise me where that goes away when you're in your twenties or should go away when you're in your twenties. Yeah. Get to the point of going, I want to be able to let others live that lifestyle healthy and, and enjoy it and get the information. If that makes sense to you, but yeah. Yeah. I think as you get older, it's like the, the phrase after what you do, it's like, so that I can, like, I want to make this money so that I can not just so I have the money. I want to get in shape so that I can have an impact and be a pillar of uh, inspiration for other people. So it becomes more than just about you, especially when you have kids and, and all of that. So, um, you know, I, I want to keep this tight and, um, I'm going to say something real quick before we, yeah. Yeah. we go, yeah. because I think yeah, that's what I was gonna ask Ed, Ed Millette, I yep. know the story, but the other one is when I moved, which is so cool. I, I grew up with these, the greatest power lifters in the world. And I didn't know they were the greatest because I was too young. I was 13, you know, <laughs> but when I moved to California, I moved into this place on uh, Manchester in Venice 920 was the apartment complex. You guys can go see it. it's a red brick building. And so I know I'm, exactly where it is. Huh? I know exactly where it is. You know the I, place. The, not too far down. I'll surprise the fans place. here. Yeah. Um, so I get here and um, the owner of the building meets me. He's going to rent me this, this unit. And he goes, yeah, this guy, uh, 
Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. He just where he used to live. And I go, who? It's 1990. I had no idea. And I moved in to his apartment he just moved out of. Wow. I had no idea. He got to California. And it's funny story because I know he's talked about that little place. That's I, after he mentioned it, I went by it. I was living in Santa Monica. So I went to check out the, the building. I've seen it. That's why I knew exactly where it was. There's only one red big building. building. There's only one. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and, and, and I find out years later, oh my gosh, that's who they were. Not, not even a year later, because he was exploding in the early 90s. And, and I go, holy cow, I'm, I'm living in his place. And I'm like, how did he fit in this place? Because it is exactly what he talked about. It was tiny. Um, but it was it was one of those learning lessons, too, that I was doing things. When I came from California, I saved up a certain amount of money. And mm-hmm. I didn't down and I didn't buy the fancy place. And I didn't get the fancy apartment and the fancy car. I got a very, well, below reasonable place to live. Well, I tried to be a success, even though I got instantly under contract with Weeder and I got gladiators weeks later. It's wow. like I still put all that away for future, knowing that I wasn't a nine to five guy. And so mm-hmm. it's those stories that I, I loved because I got to move into a place where somebody really lives it and loves it like him. So wow. that's, the little that's a, that's a lucky apartment. You know, they, they should put that on the advertisement to be selling <laughs> that thing for millions. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. How cool yeah. is that? Oh, that's, that's amazing. I, that's why I know exactly where that is. That's, that's super cool. Is there anything that um, I've not asked you that I should have asked you about influence mindset, you know, being a, you know, business, anything? Um, I think we, I think we kind of covered everything team, anything they're, they're saying just kind of the understanding when it comes to uh, anything like you're doing, if you, if you do it for the love of it, it's so much more successful. Amazing. Yeah. And I, and I, I really truly agree with that. It's it, we love this stuff yeah. you know? and we would do this for free and I did it for free for years, but it's just, it's, it's who we are and it's what we love. And I think that is the ultimate thing that teaches, because you did say one thing you said, how do you know, or, or in your own terms, they will continue to teach us or talk about the Titan crew without me being there because mm-hmm. they saw how much I loved it. And they started it not because I don't think sure my, my, my success or, or how I did or what I am doing now got to a certain level, but I think it's more than that. I think it's because they want to be able to live that lifestyle mm-hmm. principles I've set up. Wasn't something for me yelling and screaming on my videos. I never do that. Um, I just talk about what I really truly believe in and love. And, and I think that, is something that all these titans out there around the world are picking up on and going, I can do this. And I want them to do this. And I don't want them to be like Michael Horn. I want them to be better than I am. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, where can folks go to find out more about you? Anywhere Mike O'Hearn. Anywhere. Instagram, Instagram Facebook, Facebook uh, the, uh, internet, Mike O'Hearn. Yeah. And you got me. And how do folks uh, get into this Titan community? I want to check it out myself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lift heavier tonight. I'm gonna put a little more, <laughs> little more, uh, little more iron on the bar, and uh, put a little stress on the body. Things. A little stress. Um, Titan Crew is on Facebook. It's a, a private group, and you can everybody can get in there. Again, it's free for anybody that subscribes to the nutrition and training. 
And uh, awesome. Yeah. To win. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Mr. O'Hearn, it's been a pleasure. Great to reconnect and see you. Um, I'm going to send you some of my product. So get ready. I'm going to send some of this out to you. Oh, wow. Send me the address. I'm going to grab all that and send you some stuff, get you some pre-workout. Non-stim. Non-stim. That way, it just you just get in, get the workout in, and you're set to win. And I'm going to be beefing up. I can't wait. <laughs> I appreciate you, buddy. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, till the next time, we'll see you here on the Everything is Influence podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Everything is Influence podcast. If you got value from this episode, loved what you heard, and you want to go deeper into really understanding the core fundamentals of influence, then I have one more gift for you. I've put together a special training just for the listeners of this podcast that breaks down the four levels of influence and how to start using these tools in your life today. If you want that free training, then go to wildinfluence.com forward slash go. That's wildinfluence.com forward slash go. That's wild with an E at the end, then influence.com forward slash go. All you need to do is enter your name, email, and phone number, and we will send that over to you straight away. Until the next time, my friend, this is Eli signing off from the Everything is Influence podcast.